All right. Hello, Pesto Posse. Welcome to episode 34 of Pesto Pete's podcast. I'm your host, Pesto Pete, and I'm joined by my illustrious sidekick, Thirsty Mofo. Hey, Pete. What up, Thirst? Good to be here tonight. Yeah, I'm all about shortening nicknames. Thirst. Thirst. You like that? Tea. Tea. Like, like iced tea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, iced tea. He's got a cool nickname. Yeah. I'm thinking about... Mr. T. Mr. T, <laughs> right? I like it. And Mr. and Mrs. T, they do the... They do the Bloody um, Mary mix. Bloody Mary mix. Yeah. Hmm. Tea. We might be tea. on to something. Tea or tea? No. Wait, wait. Tea. 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 Bloody Mary mix. I don't know if that's going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah. clears throat> so Teresa and I have spent some time together recently, and... Um, we uh, we feel as though we owe our um, our listener as well as our partners a little apology. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we do. Right? Not an, maybe not an apology, an explanation. Yeah. So so it was the last time we did a podcast together was December third. Wow. It's, wow. What is today? February 19th? Something like that. 20th? Yes. 20th. 20th. 20th, I believe. Yes. Right? Without a calendar in front of us, who the hell knows? I did a mini cast on 1212 out of my tree stand, which I, which was kind of cool, and I thought I'd do more of those, and I may. But it's it just doesn't like come up that quick in the mindset. Yeah. And I did, I did miss out in November when I should have done a podcast with Jimmy Kaiser when we were bird hunting. Yeah. I'm just driving the, ro- the roads of Maine and not even like do a podcast, just have it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been podcast gold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially later in the day. But um, so, so we are, we, we've had a lot going on. I mean, you know, a lot of these podcast people take off holidays, which we could, we could say we did. We, well, we actually did. Well, we did. We did. <laughs> and then we went on a trip yep. in Florida, which we're going to talk extensively about that. Yep, today, tonight. Yep. And we uh, we took down some tree stands. We took down some tree stands, but between the trip and the tree stands, we both got COVID. Yeah, a little vid. A little vid, but Omicron. I gotta, I, yeah, Omicron. I got to tell you, I'm feeling worse today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a rough night last night. I got reacquainted with some old friends. Miller Genuine Draft. <laughs> oh, boy. MGD. Oh boy. Ooh, sorry, folks. Oh, sorry. Twelve of my long lost friends. Oh, twelve? No, it had to be more than twelve to make you feel to make you pass on a beer tonight. It had to be more than twelve. Yeah, let's just say that's what got the party started. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so basically, there's a twelve pack there. And when you finish it, John would keep putting one in the twelve pack to think. So you I, thought that perhaps it was still one left. Yeah. The. Um, the six pack of Lone Star I bought was missing too. Oh, it was missing. Yeah, it disappeared. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that. So anyway, all right. So, anyway, so, all right, so, so want to segue? What's the segue? So you were up in New Hampshire for a couple of days, and what were you doing up there? Well, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, we were prefer- preparing for maple syrup season. Oh, that's right. So we were uh, retapping all the trees, and we tapped a, we put in about a hundred and. 50 taps between yesterday and today. and uh, It's a lot of work. A lot of work. I'm not picking on you, but say syrup again. <laughs> syrup? 
No, you said syrup. Syrup. You did. Syrup. But it's funny. That's a, it's a tomato-tomato thing. Yeah. You know, I say syrup. Like I, coupon. <laughs> usually you say, just say Aunt Jemima's liquid gold, but... Uh, liquid gold. Yeah. <laughs> Which has nothing maple about it. But so... You tapped 150 trees? Roughly, yeah. John's but some of the trees you tapped twice. Some of them, more, yeah. Some more bigger, than once. Yeah, some of the bigger ones get two. Yeah. You know, That's they're, crazy. They're producers. And then I don't think, I think it's early, right, for producing. Isn't it cold nights, warm days? Correct. That creates the flow or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it could start next week with this crazy right. weather we've oh, had. Oh, yeah, it's going to be another warm one. I mean, yesterday... This morning it was nine, and then it got up to about twenty-five thirty. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's it's going to start soon. What's his um, What's his percentage of of raw to finish? He's right at about uh, forty gallons to one gallon. Forty to one, yeah. Yeah, so. I think Don Duford up in Maine, he was in the high thirties to one. Yeah, it all depends on how many sugar number. maples you have on right. your property, and he doesn't have that many sugar maples. But so you're tapping non-sugar maples. Yeah. Oh, and that create so you have to get more liquid out of a non-sugar maple. Right. A regular maple tree does not produce as much um, oh. sugar content. No shit. So that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right. Of course, so. that's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> as we learned, oh. as we learned in the movie Elf. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One of the food. Groups. Oh, no kidding! I didn't know that. I, I guess I never realized there were. I, I'm, I'm sure I knew there were different species of maples, but I didn't realize there was, you know, a. Like a demarcation spot for that. Yeah, apparently they produce um, sap that has a higher sugar content yeah, right yeah. out of the gate. And right. then, uh, and that helps with boiling it down to get it to... Bringing it to our listeners. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little, little yeah. Chunky little tidbits of knowledge. So that was, that was the last couple of days. So uh, Thirsty's nursing a big glass of water here tonight. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but, but I'm sure you'll still be okay. I mean, you're not going to suck, I don't think. <clears throat> no, I hope uh, not. Yeah, me too. So anyway, um, yeah, so I've spent the last couple of days ice fishing because I don't think we're going to have ice. For, for our listeners who aren't in this general vicinity, which, of course, we do have some in outlying areas like Germany. India. <laughs> India. Yeah. And we got that new listener. Uzbekistan. We got that new listener from Pakistan. Pakistan. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep. and then we've got a couple followers from Ukraine now we're a little worried about. Yeah, they, they've been sending me messages on my uh, direct message. Yeah. yeah. So I said, if Putin invades Ukraine, they're going to put on this podcast and blare it over the border <laughs> and, and drive, drive the Russians <laughs> drive back. the Russians out. With Pesto Pete's <laughs> podcast posse. That in some kind of heavy metal music, right? <laughs> so you say that, it's kind of funny, but um, Ranella talks about on one of his podcasts um, a biologist who was driving out mountain lions, I think, driving him off property, and he was playing Ranella's podcast really loud. And it was... It, it's probably the you know human voices or whatever, right? Um, but he's he, this guy came on and said, "Yeah, I played your podcast. It made him like run fifty miles away from this this area with a lot of sheep." But um, so yeah, I've been out ice fishing, figuring that because we had weather as I started, we had weather last week in the sixties, which mm. is crazy. Um, I was out a couple weeks ago on twelve inches of ice. Today it was about six, six or seven. But it's not like that good old, you know, the, the beginning six-inch ice that's solid. Is it? Yeah. 
it was fine. It wasn't like dangerous. I wouldn't drive a vehicle out there, but, um, but I figured I had to get some time in and I, uh, put my wife and daughter on a plane today for Aruba. So that gave me a little bit of leeway today to go out. And the only guy, there was another guy on the other side of Chauncey. I was the only person on, on the side we typically fish. And I will admit, Thirsty was a little lonely. Uh, man and his tip-ups. Me and my tip-ups. And, and, and a grill. My grill mm -hmm. with my chili dogs, chili <laughs> cheese dogs, which I ate too many of. Mm. But when you're bored, you eat. So, did well today, though. I caught, I think, 11 pickerel. I must be uh, bored a lot. <laughs> the whole eating thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I caught 11 pickle taste. Oh, some of the funniest stuff. So one trap or tip up, however you refer to them. And if people don't know what ice fishing is all about, go on YouTube, check it out. Uh, although you're going to see a lot of guys, they jig with a single little tiny rod. But we use tip ups. It's a wooden structure. It kind of has a cross at the bottom and it has a reel that goes into the water. It's very rudimentary. It's very, very unsophisticated, but it works. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm still fishing tip-ups that I bought when I was 12. Yeah. You know, 45 years ago. So, I mean, it's not much. You don't use them that often. In fact, we haven't used them much, you know, in recent years because of the ice. But um, a couple of interesting situations where at one point, um, one of my holes with the tip-up in it produced five fish and four short strikes, meaning they grabbed the shine or I didn't hook them. The same hole. I hadn't caught another fish. It was five out of, I mean, it was the closest hole to my, to my, where I made my little camp on the ice. So I ended up drilling holes all around it and putting tip-ups all around it. And I, actually, I caught, I think I ended up with 11 fish today. Do you oh. think they could smell the chili dogs? It might've been the chili dogs. No. Could be. I don't know. The other thing that struck me today when you're on the ice and it starts making all that noise, you know, the cracking and the settling and all Oof. that. Imagine what that must sound like underwater. Yeah. I mean, if it sounds that, you know, loud and, you know, menacing. destructive and menacing above water. Yeah. It must be crazy underwater. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do a little study on that. When there's a noise, see how long it takes for the fish to hit. So... Colin, my son, called me about fishing in Oklahoma. He had a couple of questions to ask me. And I hung up with him. Literally, one of my flags went. Like, literally as I hung up. So I went and I got the fish, right? And, and then I, I'm sitting there, and now it's like 20 minutes to 3. I said, you know, I think I'm going to start picking stuff up. I literally stood up, boom. walked toward a trap, tip up. Boom. <laughs> Took that one out of the water. I looked to my right. There's another one. I hear it going tick, 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 tick. And it was, the spool was going with a fish on it, but it wasn't hitting hard enough to, to launch the flag. So I walk over and I'm watching the spool spin. And finally the flag went up. It was the biggest fish of the day, actually. Nice. It was the last fish, yeah. So um, it was fun. Yeah, I, I love being out there. There was, a, there was an eagle flying around, either a juvenile bald eagle or I thought it might be a golden eagle. It was giant. And it had, like, it would turn and really really like a bright brown back but i don't know yeah. that we get golden eagles here very often they're more out west but um so yesterday was fun i went out and there were some other guys out there we ended up chumming up and uh 
Were they fellow listeners? Were they familiar with the podcast? You know, it's funny. It's one of the times I didn't say, "Yeah, I've got a podcast." Did they, rec- they didn't recognize you? No, they didn't. They didn't. Mm. One guy kept saying, "Your voice, it seems so familiar." I get that a lot. I said, "You listen to podcasts?" He said, "No." I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So we started the podcast tonight. We're sitting not in the man cave, not out back. We're sitting in my kitchen. It's nice and quiet. And um, I realized warm. I didn't warm. Yeah, you've been yeah. a little chilled. Um, I realized I didn't have my, my notebook, which um, is where I keep all my notes as far as our partners. So I'm just going to throw a quick partnership out there. You good with that? Yeah. yeah. So Quiet Cat, Q-U-I-E-T-K-A-T, um, electric bikes, e-bikes. Check them out. We've got Jefferson's Bourbon. Need I say more? Oh, 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 oh. we should have some right now. Hmm. Um, Four Roses Bourbon, also another podcast uh, friendly. Kelly's Roast Beef, love you guys. We're going to do a, we're doing a remote from Kelly's, probably next month. All right, uh, don't tease the listeners. Supposed to be in February. And here I we know, are. I so, know, yeah, I know. Uh, Jim, Jim from Kelly's is all excited about getting us up to one of their locations. And, Can't um, wait. Sitting in the corner and doing a podcast, and we, we're going to do it. We, we will do that, so... Um, so we have a lot to talk about tonight. We have a lot of catching up to do. Um, I don't know how much we covered in the last one, but one thing I really wanted to talk about was, uh, trip to Florida. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. So we, we planned a hog trip to Florida and okay. New, new podcast partner, Osceola Outdoors. Absolutely. Osceola Outdoors, not Osceola Outfitters or any other Osceola. This is a Mike Tussie um, company, uh, Osceola Outdoors. They, they focus on Osceola turkeys. Osceola is one of the five subspecies of turkeys in the United States. You've got your Easterns, which are we all know that we see every Every day. Thanksgiving. And every day. <laughs> every day while you're driving around. Why don't you hunt in my yard? You know, that's all I ever hear. Then you've got the Miriams. The, the Goulds, the Rio Grandes, those are all out west. And Osceola is a very specific to Florida. And they run, their business is pretty much turkeys. Yep. It's, if you want to get your Grand Slam and get every species of turkeys in the United States and potentially the six species in um, which you saw the, the mount in the Tussies um, of the oscillated turkey, which looks nothing like a turkey. Yeah. Very colorful. In fact, I'll, I'll post it on, on Instagram. Um, yeah, the, the mount from their uh, their camp. But they <clears> run an <throat> unbelievable camp. It looks like a ranch home in Lakeport, Florida. And you go in and it, you're like completely transported to a hunting camp. Yeah. Big so, table in the middle. Big shout out to Mike and Bob. Mike and Michael. Michael. Michael, and Bob. excuse me. Yeah, we Michael, have to go with Michael, Michael to keep yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Mike Tussie wasn't able to join us or, or host us. He was at the, the SHOT Show or one of those big company uh, corporate events. And um, But Michael and Bob were, were great guides. Michael made an unbelievable meatloaf. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the freaking thing was great. And tell the listeners what was in it. It was uh, venison sausage. Was and it an elk? Elk, yep. yep. It was really, really good. Oh, yeah. And he made that. I mean, he just kind of did it on a whim. Yeah. Um, but they were great guides. They take you out to a, a, a ranch, 5,000 acres. They got the side by sides, um, you know, your rangers, and they run you out to wherever you want to hunt. 
like one day I said, I'd like to sit in a shooting house, not in a tree stand or, all right, we'll put you over here. And, and they keep pretty good track of where all the hogs are going. And so it was predominantly a hog hunt. Sorry, shitload of turkeys. Yeah. You know, sandhill cranes. Uh, no deer. Didn't see any deer. Yeah, we, yeah. remember that deer that was in front of you that, that first night or second night? Yeah, the one Saturday that went, night. One that went. Mm. No, that was the, all the cattle. <laughs> it's a thousand head of cattle, and it's a cow calf operation. So there's a ton of. It depends on where you are. There's fencing, and, and it keeps all the you know the, the bulls in one place, the the cows in another, and then the cows with with you know youngins. But uh, so it was a very exciting trip because one, you weren't at, you weren't supposed to go. That's true. You I was, on I, was a, not, list. I was not invited initially. Well, only because Colin no, was, no, no. my son was, and, and Colin took a job in Oklahoma City and didn't want to, um, didn't want to take a vacation, you know, a month after he started. So, um, we had an opening. And all the listeners know I'm not a hunter. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what, so. I, 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 I'm sorry, I wasn't Oh, that's right, hunter. you are now. Now, now, you now I'm a hunter. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're a shooter. <laughs> because to me, no offense, but that's more shooting than hunting, right? You're in a place, there's feeders, it's opportunistic, but it was it was exciting just the same. I, Bob said he'd never seen a headshot like that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good guide right there. That's what they're supposed to say. Shoot him in the ass. Nice shot, nice shot. Yeah, that's what they tell you. So we, we rolled out on um, Thursday morning. Right, <clears throat> flew down with Woody down to uh, Fort Myers to Brian's place. Spent the night in Fort Myers. Had to talk a guy out of his diesel truck uh, running in front of the patio. Okay, we'll talk about that in another episode. And then uh, rolled up to Lakeport, which is on the northwestern corner of Okeechobee. Yep. Really cool area. Um, about an hour and 30 minutes or so from, from Fort Myers, straight kind of northwest. I'm thinking three or four beers. Yeah, it was about three, three or four. Well, we didn't, not on the way up because we were hunting that afternoon. But oh, that's true. On the way back. Not on the way back, it yeah. was. That's, that was definitely. <laughs> so we, we got there at noontime on Friday, had lunch. Um, yep. Actually went out to lunch, that place that smelled like a toilet. Yeah. Place oh, yeah. pretty gross. <laughs> I'm not going to mention names. Folks, when you're, in, when you're in Lakeport, you know, there's a dollar store. Yeah, don't need to cross no. the street. Yeah, roll roll up roll up to... Uh, just eat right in the dollars. O- the town of Okeechobee. Yeah, we'll eat right in the general store. I mean, <laughs> yeah. While you're walking dollar to the <laughs> yeah, they had, yeah, they do tryouts or whatever they call them. Samples. Sampling, like Costco. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. We got up there, we had lunch, and we met those guys and... And headed out, and uh, it's really kind of cool. You go through all these gates, and there's cattle looking at you, and it's it's terrain we've never seen. And and it, the benefit for you was you've always wanted to hunt, and you thought originally on a, one of the podcasts you talked about hunting turkeys, sure, because it kind of it's not like shooting a deer, like oh my god, it's beautiful and it's pretty, it's got eyelashes, I you know it's you know you know megafauna. I don't want to kill it. Well. Here, you need permits and licenses, and you have to go through all these rigmarole, all this rigmarole, to get your license. But in Florida, you don't need anything. <laughs> you need a rifle. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Yeah. So uh, so you said, yeah, I'd like to go. You, it took you a while to decide. You know, you had some stuff going on. Yeah. It's 
And I think there was a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a moral dilemma, but thinking about if you were ready for that. You know, no, no, you're good with it? Yeah, I felt felt good about it. I, I felt like I was prepared. You know, I've I've whacked a chipmunk or two in my day. True. Not with a 30-odd six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a little overkill for the chipmunk, but... <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we went to the range a couple times. Get you used. To, I, you use my thirty odd six. Yeah, the bullet. Store. It was about five, eight inches long with a tip on it. Those things are sick. That is, I got, I got to run downstairs and get. We got to do a shout out to. I think it was, uh, was it Winchester? Well, at some point you go on a ramble, and I'm gonna go down and grab that box, and we're gonna talk about because those things are just beautiful. I showed them to the guy to go. Look at how pretty these are. <laughs> They're like vampire slayers. They were silver. Oh, they were silver. Yeah, yeah. not brass. Right. Like typical brass yeah, casing. Yeah. Silver. They looked like uh, I was ready for anything. Yeah. Vampires, particularly. But but yeah. So uh, you know, went to the range. Felt comfortable with the um, the gun. Yep. And um, you know, was comfortable checking it in at Logan. <laughs> oh, it's folks. Oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna fly with firearms, just get just know the rules and then be prepared for them to be changed when you get there. Yeah. Every airport's different. Yeah. Supposedly TSA is an organization that has standards and, and consistencies, and it was this so strange. Yeah, but it, it was for the most part uneventful. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of fun walking through an airport with rifle cases. Yeah, especially when somebody says, "You guys in a band." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're in a band, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the lead guitarist. Yeah, this is his ukulele. Thirsty mofo. And, <laughs> and yes, he's got his oboe. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, Dave, Dave looked pretty funny with his instrument. He looked like he was carrying a tuba through uh, the yeah, airport with yeah, a uh, crossbow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry, not compound crossbow. Compound bow. Excuse yeah. me. I misspoke there. It was funny when we were in line at Logan and, and I had my... We'll talk about in a minute my 97-year-old 30, 30, 30. And I said, be careful with that. That's my baby. And the woman behind us, and she's there, like, checking their luggage. And she, Miss, well, be careful with my baby. And she was holding her little kid. That was, she was, she was funny. But, uh, yeah, we got through that. That was good. Flew down. Flight was uneventful. Direct flight down. Boom. Yeah. We went, well, we flew to Tampa. Yeah. And then we, we rolled an hour and a half or two to, to Fort Myers. But, um we get down there uh, midday to Lakeport up there. And I thought it was really kind of funny when we we're deciding what we're going to do Friday afternoon for hunting. And you were like, hey, uh, can you come with me? <laughs> I, I said, yeah. I just needed somebody to hold my hand because yeah, it was no, going to get dark and yeah, not that. sit there by myself. It's not only that, but it's, it's a weird, like, you don't, so you can shoot a target all day long. Right. 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 But until something walks out in front of you, and, and you can decide if it's the right size, if the right sex, if it's the right distance, it's the right. There's a, a lot of a, thinking. Not a baby cow, you know, not a right. calf, because there was a million, like two week old calves. Yeah. And, so uh, cute. Yeah, they are so cute. They're running around, and and you don't want to shoot one of those, and uh, you know, you don't want to shoot yourself, and you don't want to shoot anybody else, and you don't want to shoot the the feeder. Right. Yeah. And uh, probably more than anything. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, was a little nervous. Well, we got in stand the first night, and they told us at 4 and 5, the feeders go off. Right. And I don't know about you, but when I, when I thought about a feeder going off, I was waiting for this, like, three-minute ordeal, just <laughs> flinging corn, like, a, you know, 100 yards in every direction. <laughs> and it was like, at 4, it literally, you're like, how many more minutes? Five more minutes. 
Two more minutes. <laughs> that was it. Two current, two corn kernels <laughs> fell out. <laughs> but what was freaking weird was about a half an hour before, so at three thirty, and then again at four thirty. Remember how the birds came around? Yep. They knew. Yep, they sure did. And they then, started ganging up <clears throat> in trees and waiting. And the hogs did too. You know, well, they, not the first, not night. the first night, but that morning that yeah, you I had shot him. mine. He, uh, a she had come in and uh, they like five minutes before that feeder went off, they were all they standing there waiting. Well, the the key, the the problem we had, and why we didn't see a shitload of hogs, was it was a full moon, so they're feeding all night. Right, right. right. So, I I bet on a on a low moon, it would have been like, and they would have seen them running in. Yeah. Because I've seen videos like that. But it was still very eventful. So we go out the first night. It was so funny. We're a looking. Afternoon and afternoon the evening. Evening. We're not shooting in the dark. No, I meant night. Yeah. Yeah. No. No uh, thermal imaging, which would have been great. That would have been so cool. In helicopters, too. Yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah. So we're sitting there and, and you said to me, um, you're going to shoot the first pig. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, I'm here to help you. Gonna... So we had a raccoon walk in. We had sandhill cranes walk in. Yeah. We had uh, no hogs. Cattle. Oh, we really? Were, just so we're many. Completely just... camoed up. And they, they just would stop and stare at us. And we wouldn't move. And then all of a sudden, you'd, you'd like, yeah, yeah, make, yeah. A, make a move at them. And they'd freak out. Yeah, we were in these <laughs> small shooting houses, probably four by six by six tall. With a window, you know, narrow window, and they they knew something wasn't right. Yeah, they walked by there every day, fifty times. And they knew something wasn't right. So, yeah. first night evening was uneventful. Well, we got back out back to camp. Um, one of the flattering things I thought was when Michael. We were telling stories at camp, and he has some great stories. He's an elk guide, and he runs a cattle operation out in I forget where Montana or something, and great storyteller. And the next day he's like. He said, uh, boy, I don't typically stay up with the clients, but you guys are fun to talk to. <laughs> you know? And we, we talked about some of the horror stories, you know, that people who didn't see a kill a hog or whatever, a turkey, and don't pay. And, you know, it's it's so many douchebags out there. But... Yeah, and he had, he had some great stories at a couple of celebrities. Uh, oh, yeah. That, I won't mention their names, but uh, former football player, one particular super Cool guy. And how many family members did he bring? Like a dozen, yeah, or seventeen, like fifteen or something? of them, or something. And, and he uh, paid for the whole thing, and the bill was astronomical. And then, and they were hunting gators. They were. Oh, that's right. They were gator yeah. hunting hogs and gators, I think. And they they went after gators. I think they all got one. And that's that's big money. Yeah, I think his tab was forty grand. Forty or fifty. Or yeah, 60. it was just pretty crazy. But it was also interesting that someone that Michael knew was a big fan of his. Where his son was a big fan of his. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, and he yeah. he's like, "Hey, what's his address or whatever?" And he's like, "Oh, here it is." You know, uh, and less than a week later, there's a box on their doorstep from him. Yeah. With a bunch of memorabilia and shirts and other stuff, yeah. and he said, "That's that's the kind of people we want to hunt with." Yeah. You know? So for for us to be in that category, we were VIPs. We in were. fact, I meant to wear my shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's a good looking shirt. That is a good Osceola shirt. Outdoors. Good shirt. It is a good shirt. The back is awesome. Uh, but if, you, if you're if you hog hunting or turkey hunting and you want to do it right, go to Mike Tussie's place in uh, Osceola Outdoors. So anyway, so Saturday morning, 
We decided to split up. Yeah. Did Brian shoot on Friday afternoon? I think he did. Yeah. He was in he was in hog heaven. And he took a poke at a hundred and something yards and, and missed and which is unusual for Brian. He's a crack shot, but um so much can go wrong. So I went out in the morning, um, one way, you went another. And shortly after first light, oh yeah, I it was so cool. Michael walked me into my stand. And I go in, it was a double tree stand. It wasn't a shooting house, so I was elevated. And I'm sitting there, and they walked us in it like an hour before light. Right. Which right. is... Pitch like, dark. Pitch dark, oh. and it's like a, a year. You're sitting there, oh my God, <laughs> when's it going to get light? And you're trying, you can't, you want to look at your phone, right? Which would keep you occupied because it's too much light. Yeah. Um, you're looking at me like you did, though. No? No, not Not really. Not really. No. And I was just thinking of the, the, the palm trees there, the... Those, fran- Those palm fronds whatever. are so thick. Oh, so dark. The wind would kick up and they'd rub against each other and it was just <laughs> crazy loud. It sounded like some animal was charging <laughs> through the woods at you and it was just the wind. A brontosaurus yeah. or something. Yeah, no, I saw it. I'm sitting there and it's just, I see this dark shadow coming toward my boot tracks. I took a, I went in and took a left into the stand. He's coming from my left. It was a, a, a black, dark hog came in hit the scent on my boot tracks and spun, squealed, and ran the other way. Wow. It was unbelievable. Then I had four deer walk in and then You saw deer? Oh yeah. Oh I never saw any deer. Oh yeah, they were all around me. Just turkeys and boars. Yeah. Well good. Good Hogs. Hogs. Yeah. So shortly after first light, I don't know, about seven thirty, I'm sitting there with my ninety seven year old Winchester model ninety four lever action and I'm going to make a point here. I think I've talked about it before on the, on the podcast. It's not a 30-30. It's a 30.3030 WCF, which Winchester came out with that with that um, caliber. And it's called a 30 Winchester Center Fire. Oh. Right? It's stamped right on the barrel. Well, when Marlin started making 30-30, a 30 caliber lever actions and wanted to chamber that round in other manufacturers they didn't want their competitor's name on the barrel mm-hmm. so they came out with a 3030 so it's a 30.30 again the, you know the diameter of the barrel and the second 30 is i think and i i should have done some show prep i think it's 30 grains of powder yeah. so it's a 3030 so mine is actually a wcf because it's a 1925 it was 97 years old this year and I killed that hog with it. Dropped that hog in her tracks. Mm. It was so such a thrill. So there's my first. I had a first. Iron sights. Iron sights. No scope, right? Iron yeah. sights. About 40 yards. It wasn't a long shot. I'm glad it wasn't because I'm not overly confident, especially in that light. Yeah. Um. So that was. So we're going to talk about a bunch of firsts. So that was my a first for me is dropping a dropping a, an animal with that rifle because we don't we can't hunt here in Massachusetts with rifles. Um, I brought it to Maine and tried hunting deer with it, but where we camp in, where our camp is in Maine, not a whole lot of deer around, so the opportunity is slim. So yeah, I dropped my first animal with that. So, so I finished up early on Saturday. You were in stand, and then we went. We broke for lunch. That the day we went to Aruba's. I think yes. Yeah, uh, Aruba's. It wasn't bad. That was okay. Didn't like being the only ones in there, but that was okay. <laughs> So we ended up going out in the afternoon. You said, hey, come with me. Again, now I had killed my hog. 
that morning. I could kill another one, but I didn't know that. See, I thought when you were one and done for the day. No, it's it's it was it's two per one per hunt. Right. So we hunted half a day Friday, full day Saturday, half a day Sunday. So we could have killed two. Yeah, you know the way it works. So, but needless to say, I was I was satisfied. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't think yeah. kill, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So we went out that afternoon, and it was kind of a funky afternoon. Oh, go back, go back. When I was waiting after I killed my hog, and it's so much work for those guys to go all the way back to the ranch house and come. It's like a half an hour drive through the ranch. So we just Michael and I just hung out and talked and this and that. And all of a sudden I said, "Hey, I hear a dog." And he goes, "What?" I, go, I hear a dog barking. And we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And he goes, "Poachers, get in!" And he, I go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I got my 44 strapped across cross draw and we're driving down these roads like 70 miles an hour like in a, in a UTV trying to you know find because I guess there's some there's a there's a reservation a Seminole reservation near there and from what Michael told me they've decimated the population of everything on their own property so now they're starting to poach yeah. goes, so we were chasing poachers and looking for them and we ended up not when we didn't find them that day so the next day we were in stand in the afternoon, and you and I heard four wheelers going behind us, remember? And, yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So I kept texting Michael saying, I got four wheelers behind me. It was couldn't see them because everything's like you said, so thick. But they were they were not that far away. Yeah, which isn't too smart because we're out there, you know, with well, yeah, with rifles. powered rifles, right? Yeah. And as it turns out, those were game wardens. And Dave got his afternoon screwed up because he heard a pig squealing, remember? And yeah. they, they found a pig, a piglet, that was caught by a dog. Yeah. Remember? And Michael's like, we got yeah. pictures of him and stuff. And they released the pig. He had a broken leg, but he probably will live. And uh, Michael was incensed. Yeah. He was so angry. Well, they ended up catching the kids. And I guess the, uh, you know, the ranch owner is hesitant about pressing charges because he's afraid of restitution. They're going to come in and poke a couple of his cows or something, you know, and that's money in the bank for him. So anyway, the game warden's got these kids. It wasn't the first time and, and so on and so forth. So we're still there. We're out in that afternoon, Saturday, and we're nothing going on much. We had some cows walking through and then just about 15 minutes before last light, we're about 75 yards from the, the feeder. I said, Charlie, look to the right. Yeah, at the exact same time we saw this Good sized boar coming. Yeah, boar hog coming in. Coming in from the right side, and uh, oh man, my heart was pounding so hard. <laughs> you said it. You're like, my heart's pounding so bad. I know. And I didn't, I didn't say it, but I wanted to and say, so is mine. <laughs> because guess what? If it's not, and it wasn't so much for you, which it was for me, right? I was kind of like sympathizing with you, but it's also that's the thrill. That's why you do it. Yeah. The thrill of it. And he came straight in, mo moseyed around a little bit, got in front of the feeder, and I was coaching you. And this thing, you know, I'm going through my checklist in my head. You know, don't shoot the feeder. Don't uh, do not do this. Don't do that. And, uh, you know, put your earplugs in and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, oh, my God, by the time I ran through that. I <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, I didn't want to put my earplugs on. I said, just, we were in a shooting house, which... Naturally, it's not going to be that bad because the barrel's not in the house. Right? right, it's outside the house. But I said, like, just let me know when you're going to pull the triggers. I'm putting my fingers in my ears, and I'm like, okay, not yet, not yet. He was in yeah. front of the feeder. Let him clear. 
And then you, you say, I'm taking them now. And I hear the, the safety click off. Yep. And boom. I remember to do that. Yep. Thank God. Which is good. <laughs> and boom. boom. And that thing jumped straight up in the air and ran like hell. Yep. And uh, when we went down there, look, I shot right under them. Well, I had seen, so these things are dirty, right? They're, they're yeah. rolling in their own feces or whatever, whatever they do. <laughs> when you shot, he spun, he ran full bore, no pun intended, <laughs> to the right back where he came from. Yeah. And then slowed down and walked into the into the brush. Right. So I'm like, ooh, you might have clipped them. So we went up there. We looking for blood, looking for blood. And then we found this groove in the ground. Yeah. And a root. It hit a root. <laughs> so you shot right under him. Yeah. But understandable. Oh. You know what I mean? It's so busy. Oh, that got his attention. On. Oh, it got his attention. All right. <laughs> I'm just, he, probably, he probably got a little blast of something on his belly or somewhere else. Exactly. So we... Uh, so Michael comes rolling and they're always close enough. They hear a shot. They know they know what's going on. They'll text you, is that you? You know. Like when I killed mine, I shot her actually the second time and then a third time. Because I well, she was suffering and I you know, that's I can't I I released a shiner yesterday, ice fishing, he got his tail bit off by a pickerel. And the guy's like, Hey, look at this, he throws it on the ice. I go, I took it, put it in the hole. Oh I couldn't, you know, the guy's like, Oh, you get you're like a hunter with feelings or something. <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to. You know, things squealing and spinning around in the dirt. Yeah, right? yeah, well, know? that's dangerous too. Well, it come, yeah, right, for you. exactly. Yeah. For you. Um, so you had your clean miss, which yeah. is good, better than wounding an animal, right? Clean miss. You learned a little bit, learned a lot probably. Yeah. And then, you know what? I could have wrapped up the whole hunt right then and there. And if I didn't happen to shoot one the next day, I was perfectly content with, you yeah. know, hey, I uh, had a fantastic experience. And, uh, you know, hey, they're hard to hit. They move a lot. They're constantly moving. That um, afternoon when we were in the stand and the deer came, that doe came out and was milling around, I said, watch how long she will be here. Oh, that's here. right. I did see that deer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I said, watch how long she's going to be here. Yeah. Hour. And then she went behind us and came back out. Yeah. I said, when a hog comes in, they don't spend much time at all. They don't, they never stop. And yeah. you, you actually had a chance, not that you would have shot it, but just to get your, your crosshairs on that deer to get a feel for putting crosshairs on a, on a deer. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I absolutely was, was looking at through the scope yeah. at that thing. Yeah. Safety on, of course, but yeah, you know, I was checking it out and you know, I could see the facial expressions, you know. Eyelashes. Was, yeah. Think. She thinks I'm cute. <laughs> Clarice. Clarice. So so the next day we decide to split up again. Yeah. So I decide to go to a shooting house and not he was gonna bring me back to that double stand where I shot my pig from. And I said, No, I wanna do a shooting house today. I wanna I got a pig. I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna chill, I wanna put my feet up, I don't wanna have to worry about moving. And uh Dave sat in my stand, the the not my stand, but the double stand, and you went off into your own place and we get in there about six, and first light's like seven, and all of a sudden I get the text from you. This pig's all under the feeder. Oh my god, it's too dark. I don't. I'm like, I'm te I'm texting you back, going, relax. I know, relax. It, it was this freakiest thing. The sun is just coming up, and it was like a scene right out of the movie Apocalypse. Now, <laughs> actually, put um, no um, platoon, platoon, yeah, platoon, when uh, they're getting overrun. By the VC, and it was just like that because here I am, I could barely see anything. How many were there? Well, it started out with two babies, and I, I like, 
wow, I said, look at that, a couple of skunks coming in. And then I was crapping my pants because I'm like, oh, man, I don't need to get sprayed by a skunk. Well, they weren't skunks. They were baby piglets. So they came tooling in, and then, you know, five or six adults came in, and then more piglets and more adults. And and uh, next thing I know, they're all herded up around the feeder. And uh, so uh, I like texting you. I can't shoot. It's too dark. It's too dark. I, I, and then I played around with the scope and got that dialed in better. And it was literally collecting more light. It's amazing how much light it gathers. And that's not, that's not your typical, that's an old style loophole and yeah. it still gathers light. The new ones are unbelievable. Yeah. So I, uh, so anyway, I uh, watched and waited and text and, you know, and then I, you know, went to my mental checklist. And then uh, the biggest one of that grouping came in. And I'm like, oh, that one's going down. <laughs> so I, you know, I wasn't anywhere near as nervous as I was the first shot I took in, no. uh, the day before. And so. Made a nice shot too, right behind the ear, which they tell us that's a good spot. Yeah. You know, it could, it, brain, spine, all kinds of shit going on. Because oh, yeah. they have a different, it's not like a whitetail. Remember he was telling us the night before we went out, or the afternoon before we went out, and he's like, no, you don't, because Dave was shooting his compound. He said, no, you don't want to shoot him in the shoulder. You, their vitals are, you say they're lower or higher? Higher, I think. Yeah. You want to shoot higher than you'd typically shoot a whitetail, which is right on that crease behind their shoulder, which takes out, you know, lungs definitely, and potentially heart and lungs, so which it makes for a quick, humane kill. Um, so it was interesting to hear that, how they described that, but they told us with the rifles, shoot right behind the ear, or even in the ear. Or the, the neck. The too. neck, yeah. yeah. And you did, you dropped that, yeah. that pig went down. Oof. Yeah. So we all get, the, we all get, hey, I got, I got one, I got one, it was super exciting. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, because the, the phone's blowing up, because you can hear the gunshot, even though we're miles apart. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't hear yours. Oh, and, and uh, so it's like, uh, who shot? Who shot? <laughs> yeah, who was that? Well, so yours, it was about 90 pounds, probably, 90 pounds sow. I think mine was about the same, maybe yeah. a little bit smaller. Yeah. And uh, But what was interesting in that whole thing is I never heard Dave shot. So Dave decided to take one of the, their camp rifles, a three oh eight. Um, instead of his instead of his bow, and he went to that double stand I was in, and I never heard his shot. So fast forward to when he told me about his hunt, he was in there in this big, um, um, not a boar hog, but a bar, bar hog. hog. So for the listeners, a boar hog is a a male that's still a male. A bar hog is a male that they've caught as a piglet and castrate, and then they re-release them. And what it does is it's a, be a better eating pig. A boar, like a big boar hog, like he said, you really want to eat it. Right. There's so much testosterone, they're, they're gamey. They're... But the bar hogs um, are much more palatable. Um, so here comes, which I found out later, Dave's sitting there, and this 250-pound bar hog comes in. And you can tell it's a bar hog. You know, physically, you can see that it doesn't have the testicles that it would typically have. And they're sticking out all over the place. So he told what he said that. So he's sitting there, and a calf came in and ran it off. Yeah, yeah. And ran it off. He's like, "Oh shit!" 
<laughs> and then it came back. Yeah. And he shot it, but never we never knew it. Right. So, again, fast forward. I'm in my stand about quarter ten, and I hear the UTV coming. And Dave and Mike both text me separately saying, we got 20 or 30 coming your way. Don't move. So I'm in my I'm in my shooting house. Unbeknownst to me, Dave has killed a beast, 250-pound yeah. bar hog. Humongous. Humongous. Thick, <laughs> crazy. Check out my Instagram, Pesto Pete's book. Uh, Pesto Pete 24 on Instagram. Change the name. Oh. Yeah. For all you listeners who's been you've been looking for me. Um, so anyway, they I don't see the pigs. So they come walking up to me and say, hey, they must have gone this way. Let's let's still hunt, which was so cool. And I'm going, Dave, take my rifle. Take my no, no, you go, you go. I'm gonna take my 44. No, you, you, you. <laughs> Not knowing he killed a giant. I thought he hadn't killed one. And I wanted him to, you know. So we walked a, a shitload of the property. Uh, Michael almost stepped on a pygmy rattlesnake, which mm-hmm. was cool. And again, on, on Instagram, Pesto P24, check it out. There's a picture of him. And we never found those 20 or 30 pigs. They just, they, they were gone. Mm. So we come walking back through all these palmettos. And I said, hey, I got to get my backpack in the shooting house. So I would go down the, the dirt track to my shooting house. And I come back and I'm talking to them. And Dave goes, oh, put your pack in the back. So I go slinging into the back of the UTV, which is like a little dump, you know, a little dump gate kind of thing. And there's a 250-pound bar <laughs> hog laying there. I'm like, holy shit, no wonder why he didn't want to take my rifle. You bastard. So he was like, oh, yeah. And the, the amazing th- about, thing about that, he didn't tell any of us that he killed it because he didn't want to take the attention off of you and your first kill and, you know, your success and everything. Well, we just wanted to prank you because... Uh... You know, after we get mine picked up and uh, um, Pop said, let's go see how Dave's making out. And when we got there, Michael and Dave were there and the uh, that thing was on the ground. And of course, they needed the two of us to help pick it up to put it in there because there was, that was, it took everything, four of us to get that in there. It was. And that's interesting because I was, I hadn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys helped because I didn't know how they got that in there. Yeah. So uh, we were thinking of all sorts of ways to prank you with it. Um, um, <laughs> oh, we were gonna, they, they were going to leave it and lay it down somewhere and have you and drive by and say, oh, Pete, Pete, here's one. There's one sleeping right there. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so funny. Oh, my God. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> well, there's no meat left on that one. Yeah, good. Well, so so, so we, that's how they pranked oh, you. It was just like, leaving it in the back there and, oh, and waiting for you to just stumble like, over it. I was like, son of a bitch. So we're coming back to meet you. Um, you were back at the ranch house. They butchered right. your pig. And uh, all of a sudden, Dave goes, there's a pig. There's a white one running down the road in front of us. And I'm in the passenger side with my 3030 and my 30 WCF. <laughs> and uh, Michael's like, you got to kill him. He's, got, he's bleeding. He had blood on one of his shoulders. So he must have been dog bit. And he said, that, that pig's either going to die or you're never going to be able to eat it because it's he said something about the adrenaline or something, infection, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, we got to kill that pig. But he goes, so when you're in the vehicle, you have the magazine, however, it's a tubular or whatever magazine is full, but you don't have one in the chamber because you're bouncing right. on roads. You don't want to shoot one through the ceiling or, you know, hurt somebody. Not ceiling, but the roof of the UTV. So I'm, I've got three or four rounds in the tubular magazine of my 3030. He goes, don't shoot, don't shoot. There's cows behind him. We'll chase. So he cuts them off 
and we're going through the Palmettos like 35 miles an hour. And we, he's running, we're running, I'm holding on one hand, I got the rifle in the other hand, and I put up and I, I, I didn't get a shot. And we stop, we're looking, we're looking, and all of a sudden I, I chamber around. And Mike goes, you shit me? You didn't have one in the chamber? <laughs> I said, and Dave was taping it. I said, oh my God, can you imagine if I shouldered and pulled the trigger and it went click? Yeah. That would have been the funniest freaking thing ever. I said, no, safety first, Mike. Yeah. You know, right? So uh, so we got back to the ranch, got Dave's. It, it, it's really interesting how they butcher them, right? It's very simple. The feel, I mean, they don't gut them. They, right. they kind of almost open up the hide, make like a window, take off the shoulders, the, the hams, and the back strap, and that's it. Yeah. And the rest goes out to the bone pile. So we went out to the bone pile to see your pig that had been there, what, two hours? Yeah. And it was pretty much gone with the turkey vulture yeah. and buzzards. Yeah. It was unbelievable how... It was gone. Yeah. You know, it was down to like a piece of skin. It's just incredible how fast. So, so anyway, great trip. So let me ask you this. Um, now that you're a successful hunter, we'll go with hunter. So what was, what were you, any, any on your feedback on it? Were you any killer's remorse? Cause we all have that to some level. No, no, not really. Because, um, you know, we, Butchered it, and uh, you know we ate some of it when we got back to Fort Myers, and um, Brian brought up a bunch of it this past weekend. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that you know, I didn't feel bad about that because it wasn't just shooting it for sport. I mean, it, it was, but it wasn't. You know, so right, right. Knowing that, well, we there's were... certainly sport involved. Yeah, but but yeah, we're not going to just let it rot. Right. I happen. It's funny you mentioned that. I happen to be watching a YouTube video. I don't know if it was prior to us going or just after we get back, and. This guy's out there, and he's like, he kills this big pig, and they don't get it on video because a lot going on. They had a bobcat walk by, and it's a weird thing. But he goes, oh, we got this pig, and there's a pig laying there in the in the UTV or whatever it was. And he comes back, and I'm going to smoke this for the church. We got people who are hungry and this, that, and the other thing. He goes, normally I just shoot it and leave it there for the buzzards. Yeah, it's not cool. I can't even believe he said that. Yeah, I, you know, I know they're overrunning the properties, and they're, treated like rodents but they do do a lot of damage and if it's awful so but yeah no uh no remorse with that um you know i i didn't think it was going to be as exhilarating and exciting as it was when you know that first one came out and then i was much more relaxed the, the, yeah. the next morning and uh <laughs> i think i just relaxed. I took a big exhale and I just said, well, here goes. That's it. <laughs> That's what I said to myself. And I was just, you know, it's like, oh, I wait another 10, 15 minutes for the light to get better. And by then they'll be leaving because the feeder, they don't stick around very long. So, no. so I said, you know, screw it. I'm going to take the best shot I could get. And I was patient, 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 patient and waited and uh, boom. And uh, it was a, it was a good good kill because it it the thing was not never in misery just gone. Yeah, and you're you're shooting a thirty odd six, which I mean is a very popular round. You know, very um, I don't know. They say the thirty thirties killed more deer in the United States than any other round, which was, probably makes sense because it you know was developed in the eighteen hundreds. 
The 30 at six is an incredible round. I killed my moose with that. Yeah. I mean, you killed a 90 pound pig. I killed a thousand pound moose. The same rifle. Yeah. You know, so a, a little bit bigger grain bullet, not by much. No, actually, I shot my moose with a 180 grain. You shoot was 175. So, I mean, you're shooting the same. Yeah. So that, that dropped a, a, an animal 10 times bigger than the one you killed. So. Yeah, way to make you know. me feel good about it. No, no, it's just, no, I'm talking up the round, talking about the caliber. It's it's a very, I mean, if I'd lived in pig country and, and went out often to, to, you know, hunt them, I'd have a 308, some kind of AR, you know, platform 308, semi-automatic Bushmaster or something. I mean, you know, with, a, with an aim point, and that, that's a hog gun. But a 30 out 6 is so, it, it spans so many different things, you know. I mean, I, I, I killed a... 90 pound deer with it and I thought like like you hog and I killed a thousand pound moose so um yeah so great great round crazy thing was uh you know it happened boom but wow can't believe that just happened I know <laughs> and then uh so I just put the thing down you know put the safety back on I did not chamber another round I set the gun down and I just sat there and started texting you guys and and just relaxing but you know i did not want to go near that thing for fear that it was just injured you know yeah and, uh, yeah and go figure when we got home oh the story the, the next next day when we got the day we got home there was a story in the national news italian hunter killed by oh, wild right. boar um he he it went it went down it was injured and the guy walked up on it and it stood up and it it caught him right on the inside of his thigh and, and cut his femoral artery. And the guy bled out and died. Well, remember Chris, the other guy that came in the yeah. duck, for the duck hunters on yeah. Sunday or Saturday or whatever? Remember the story he said, a, a guy on there at that at that ranch. Yeah. A boar came up, same thing. Boar hog came up, thought it was dead. He walked up on the boar hog. It came up with those. And for folks that you don't know, that they've got uppers and lowers. And the uppers are the... The lowers of the tusks, the uppers are wetters. They actually sharpen the tusks every time they open and close their mouth. Yeah. And those bottom tusks are sharp as shit. Yeah, like razor blades. Like razor blades. Like they you even say, don't touch those, you're gonna cut yourself. I mean they're that sharp. Yeah. And uh the guy, I don't I think it was a client or it was a guide. I think it was a guide, uh, or someone they knew yeah. went up on the pig and it got him in the Achilles, oh, severed yeah. his Achilles. Yeah. Went all the way up his leg and took his femoral artery out. They had to airlift him. He lived, yeah. but they had to airlift the guy and tourniquets and everything. I, you know, you don't want to start screwing around with tourniquets. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. So I, uh, so I just sat there and then, uh, then I finally mustered up enough courage to go look after about, <laughs> I, it had to have been 15, 20 minutes easily. Yeah. And it hadn't moved. I was watching it intently and, uh, I was looking at it through the scope and it, it did not move at all. So I, Chambered another round, just in case. It slowly walked up there, and then poked it with the barrel, and uh, you know it was yeah nothing going on there. No, that, that shot you made was a really good shot, and uh, perfect what they told you, and where to place that bullet. So, hey, congratulations. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks so for inviting you, me. That was so a then you fun time. Texted all your friends, and they were all like, "Oh, I'm going next year," and we. Yeah. You know, we, we're trying to, we might do a bigger trip. He, Michael said they can accommodate like 12, which would be tough. I mean, think about what they did with those Rangers yeah. and getting us out there. And yeah, I mean, think you could only get four hunters in it, right? Front seat, three in the back, maybe. Yeah. So it'd be tricky. It'd be a lot of work for them, but um, 
you know, maybe we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. So yeah, maybe next year we'll uh, we'll go back, or maybe we'll go to Troy's in Alabama. They're, they're overrun with hogs too. The whole South is. Yeah. It's crazy. It's uh, and like you said, you know, it's you you helping to you know cull the herd a little bit. <laughs> I think a a female pig can have up to thirteen in a litter because they they can have an odd number of nipples, as we discovered. Mm-hmm. I, I kept saying it, no one believed, but they have between 12 and 14 and can have 13, which is, how oh, Christ does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> They're friggin' weird. But they can, I think they can have three litters a year. Yes. So if you think, and then those litters, I don't know how quickly they mature to sexuality or, or breedability, but that's that's friggin' nuts. Yeah. You know, you, you're talking about something. You can't control that population. I don't I don't know how they're going to. I can how did, oh, now, killer. now that I'm the a killer. killer. Now that you're a killer. Yeah. So in Alabama, on one of our first episodes, we talked about the the deer with the bot flies, the larva coming out of its nose. Yeah. And Troy sent us a video today. Ronella has his new uh, Netflix season coming out. And it was on a, it was on a um, feed through my phone. I couldn't really see it very well on the ice today. But they pull bot flies out of a deer's nose or something. I got to look it on, on, on uh, YouTube. Creepy as shit. I guess it's common in the South. So where do they, they pick them up? Or they get their head down and they're feeding and no, the, the flies go up into the nasal passage and lay eggs. Oh, wow. And then the, they hatch and these larvae. That's got to feel worse than the COVID can test. You Im- <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine what that must... We kept saying that. And then we looked up online because I told you we'd, we had a deer hanging and we yeah. looked in the bucket because we had it in the, the tin bucket so we didn't get blood all over the the uh, patio area. It's not patio, cement area. And there's, I look in and I go, Dave, look at that. And there's these grubs, like this half the size of your pinky. Oh, wow. Right? That, I'm not talking like maggots. I'm talking like grubs. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I don't know how big a deer's nasal, I know how big my nasal passage is and I don't know how many can fit up there, but... <laughs> And, I, you know, I'm about the size of a deer, so so I'm like, Dave, that's weird. And he goes, look, and there's one hanging out of the nose. And he pulled it, and it plumped and fell in. We're like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up, did a little research, you know, we Google, and we got Google, and, and then then we researched to see if we could, if it's, you know, it's just, if it does something to meat. We didn't want to eat that deer, if it, you know, if there was something wrong with it. But it said, no, it's just... It's they fly up there, they lay their eggs, the eggs hatch, they they do something, and then they, when the host dies, they come out. Oh, so I got to check that on Ranella, yeah, um, to see uh, to see what that's all about. But we we beat him to that punch by like a year and a half, <laughs> bitch. Um, so so yeah, so you got your taste of hunting, you know, and you you also got a little taste of what the not so fun part of hunting is. Yeah. With last weekend. Um, was that last weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Last weekend we went out and uh, uh, took down the tree stands. Mm-hmm. In and, the swamp. Uh, you know, I was looking for a leisurely walk in the woods, but uh, unbeknownst <laughs> to me, uh, that was uh, unbelievable. Breaking through the swampy area, awesome. busting through the ice, going to about a half an inch below the top of my boot. I was just waiting for to go in deep oh, yeah. and just take a whole bootful of what the ice cold water. Well, and it was 
60 degrees out, something yeah. like that, some crazy temperature, which we've been dealing with. And that's why I figured we're not going to have much good ice left. But um, oh, so much work. And then we put them in my, my jet sled, which is jet sled. They call that it's ice fishing jet sled. It's a mm. big plastic sled. <laughs> I don't know where the jet comes from. It's fast. <laughs> oh, it's fast. I don't know when. You're pulling it. I don't know how fast it can be. So we uh, we we loaded up. Well, we loaded up my two stands, the, the sticks, the climbing sticks, another stand and climbing sticks. Yeah. And then lug that shit out of the woods. Luckily, yeah. there was some snow. You know, I remember I took a little header on the other side of that gate. Yes, and, you uh, did. Landed right on my elbow. That still hurts hmm. a week later. Oh, my God. I know the first thing I thought of, down goes Kramer. <laughs> down goes Frazier. <laughs> I mean, Frazier. Kramer. 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 Wow. Yeah. But that was a lot of work. But the interesting part, as we talked about, was um, finding those snakes. Again, okay. check out Pesto Pete 24 on Instagram. See if anybody can find a snake, it's you, Pete. I know. We found there's a gotter snake. Partially melted into the snow, alive. Yeah. Just... Thought it was a it thought it was spring. Hey, I'm going out. And then we found another 60 one. Out. Yeah, sixty. Let's go. And then we found another one in the water. That he he was dead. But um, and, you know, I know they. I think they hibernate in groups. I, I, right? Don't I think snakes in general? And I know garter snakes do. They'll go into a, a burrow, and there'll be a hundred in there. So these two mussels say, Hey, let's go check out. The, it's nice out. <laughs> hey, one, Jimmy. Jimmy, let's go. One Jimmy, Jimmy lived, and the other one didn't. But uh, man, I put him in my pocket, warm up a little bit because he was in the snow. We put him in a hollow. Log. It was so crazy because he was so lethargic when you picked him up, and when you pulled him out of your pocket, he was like, "Hey, I'm ready to go? I'm cold blooded. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked being in that pocket. Yeah, that pocket did did him well. Uh, but uh, put him in a, a hollow log, and hopefully Jimmy's doing fine." But uh, it's just it's just weird the weather patterns we've had and you know Francesca keeps saying let's go skiing let's go skiing well I don't know how much I don't know how much we got left um, you know but hopefully we'll get out there she's in Aruba right now so I don't think she's thinking about skiing yeah they weren't there 15 minutes and I got pictures from the beach <laughs> like, yeah, wow you didn't waste any time girls on a mission they're on a mission right oh good for them good for yeah. us yeah so. Uh... Some show prep uh, next uh, week or so, and uh, we'll get ramped up for. Um... Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna try to do another one sooner than um, like we have been. It's just really hard. I ever, you know, and we don't have producers. We don't have, you know, just it's tricky. It's tricky. But I did a little show prep, and I've got my. Um, I've got I've got some some notes in. Uh, well, I'll, I've got some show, show prep for next time. All right. Um, but I wanted to talk about some things that, that are in here. And and uh, sorry, I'm, I'm reading as I'm talking. It's pretty rude. But um, animal stuff in Jack Handy. Remember Jack Handy? Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. Oh. On, I think it was Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, well, I just remember that one with um, Stuart Smalley. Uh, positive affirmations with Stuart Smalley. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Jack Andy. Okay. So, so I did. I did write down this note. Right. So, we've talked on on the podcast before about charismatic megafauna, wolves, 
grizzly bears. Let's protect them. Let's, you know, let's make sure. So the whole point of the endangered species list is to have animals come off of it. Yeah. Right? The point is to, to reintroduce, to, to propagate the, everything and have them come back to a, a, a number where they can sustain themselves, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not really how it's worked. Like grizzly bears, wolves we know are, are just, it's, they're running rampant all over the northern United States. Right. And um, how people defend, oh, can't kill a wolf, don't kill grizzly bears, you know, again, charismatic megafauna. And it reminded me of a story I heard it on a podcast, um, all that. And I said, oh, that reminds me of my son, Colin, was working in Boston, um, his, you know, his career. And there was a woman in the office who started talking about hunting. Colin's a hunter. I'm a hunter. You're a hunter now. And uh, I'm just a thirsty mofo. Yeah, you are. Just shooting and drinking. Well, the drinking comes later. Yeah, much later. So... She's like, I can't believe you guys killed, killed deer. And he goes, oh, my father, yeah, in 2016, you know, killed a moose. Oh, my God, a moose. Oh, this beautiful animal. First of all, they're not beautiful. But they are beautiful. In the sense of animals, they're beautiful. Lumbering through the forest. Just minding his own business. Like, they put these human feelings on it. You know, smelling the daisies. <laughs> no, he's eating the daisies. So snorting up bot flies. Right, snorting bot fly larvae. So the a week later, the same woman's daughter has a car deer collision. Right? <sighs> she comes in. You you guys need to kill all the deer. <laughs> now you gotta kill all the deer. So all of a sudden she goes from some this peaceful, you know, Bambi freaking thing to my daughter, you know, totaled her car, kill them all. <laughs> It's like, oh, isn't it funny how, oh, I love deer. Oh, they're chewing down all your ornamental, you know, shrubbery. Oh, kill them. Kill them. They but sure do like my hosta. They do. Oh, Ooh. it's unbelievable. They chew them down. Shit's like, uh, got to be like uh, Reese's peanut butter cuff to them. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I know. It's so strange. Um, but it was, I, I thought of that story and I had put it in my notes and on my podcast. Note. That's why that's why I was in a little trouble tripping around here. But um, that reminds me of a funny, not so funny, deer strike story. John Hogger. They have a start a story with, this is really funny. Oh, that's true. Well, I didn't say that. No, but you kind of yeah, inferred. Yeah, I kind of sort of did. Well, yeah, yeah, well um, yeah deer strike. Uh, a friend of mine helps out the state police uh, for the deer strike. They call oh, him yeah. and uh, he and his cousin go uh, and retrieve the carcasses and get them uh, off the road and, you know. So they respond to one, and it is enormous buck, enormous. And he's an avid hunter, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's a crossbow hunter, right? Ah, uh, yeah, he, because of his shoulder injuries. No, no, or something? fibromyalgia. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, so uh, just became too difficult to use a compound bow. Yep. So anyway, he and his cousin, who are two big boys, grab this thing and pull it up into the back of the pickup, and they finally get it in there. And next thing you hear is this snort. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. And the two of them jump out of the back of the pickup. And this buck stands up and starts shaking his head. He hit, hit the car and got knocked unconscious. <laughs> and then it woke up when they were holding it, handling it, you know, oh. dragging in the truck. And 
And he's like, oh my God. All he said I could think of was it was just going to freak out and just put those antlers right through his back window. Or or his chest. Well, they were they were already pretty far from it. But when, when they heard that snort, the two of them looked at each other. Feet don't fail me now. Right? Get me out of here. Well, Brian Thomas tells a story about how a, a, a rabbit saved his life. He was coming down. He had killed a moose. The moose was in the back of his truck. Brand new truck. Three months old. He's coming down one of the tote roads in Maine. And there's a, a little bunny pokes out. Out, you know, into the side of the dirt road. And as Brian swerves around the bunny, three feet beyond the bunny is a cow moose. Oh. And he sees the cow moose. It's a little bit bigger than a bunny, right? And the cow moose looks and as he can't get up, there's no way he can't go anywhere. The, the head hits the pillar, the front right pillar. Oh, well, the windshield pillar? The pillar smashes that, smashes the door, smashes the whole thing. And he, Brian finally comes to a stop on dirt, right? It takes a couple seconds. Goes back. There's the cow moose laying there. He's like, oh, shit. What do I do now? I just killed another moose. He's got a moose in the back and another moose. Same thing. Goes walking toward it. And she shakes her head. <laughs> jumps up and takes off. Knocked her out. But he said if that rabbit didn't step out, he would have taken that moose right through the windshield. Yeah. It would have been the whole, you know, right to his side. Yeah. But because he swerved, it hit the pillar and part of the front, you know, the passenger windshield. But same thing. That thing jumped up, wow. looked at him, and it's gone. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you just never know, kid. That's yeah. right. That's right. You never know. That's right. Well, thank you for being here tonight. Um, My pleasure. We're, we're post hour here, and uh, we're both dragging. I was up at three thirty this morning to bring the girls to the airport, and uh, I'm pretty gassed. And I know you are from tapping trees and talking to Delhi for three hours and <laughs> FaceTime, yeah. catching up with those old friends of mine. Oh yeah. The whole, all 12 of them, <laughs> 12, 14 15, of them, 15. 18 of them, however, I don't remember. Plus, plus the actual human ones. <laughs> well, hey, we, good, good to get uh, get things back on track here. Yeah, we? no, we had a good trip. All said and done. Yeah, great time. Great Fun time. stuff. We're going to do a little bit of cooking. We're going to cook that meat up. It's been frozen. We got some cooking to do, but uh, I appreciate you being here finally. We get back together. We get the band together. Yeah, get, uh, get through the vid together. Yep, been, yeah, same week. <laughs> they, yeah. They, remember, they changed my flight. They, I mean, they changed my seat. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was so funny because I was originally on this flight. I was booked, and I booked my seat next to Pesto so we could yap and stuff the whole way down. And then uh, uh, he said, sir, we're sorry, we had to change your seat. <laughs> So they moved me one, one seat over. over so that there was an empty seat between the two of us. So said, this is perfect. They, remember they yelled to you. Like we're going down the, the jetway and they're like, Mr. Norberg, Mr. Norberg. Remember? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you, like, what? Oh, we moved your seat. Okay. One. <laughs> one over. That was really uncomfortable having that seat between us. I, I was so pissed about that. But. I need some place to put the empties. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Stay near the mic, would you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. All right, I'm falling asleep. So. I know. It's uh, it's getting late, mm. past our bedtime. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to our, our podcast uh, partners. And I could run through them again, but why bother? It's all good. Everybody knows them. 
and we know we, we have to we have to shout out to you know Kevin from the Cape. Kevin, we're back. He was not happy with the with the uh, sabbatical. Yep, the Bish has been disappointed. The Bish, who's been ice fishing, which yeah. is good. Yeah, Bish has been out there. We got him. We got him all fired up again about ice fishing. That's great. Tony Casino, if you're still out there, brother, we haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, I texted him today. Oh, did you? I, <laughs> I, I invited him out on the ice. I sent him a text and uh, didn't hear back from him. Yeah, he said he never got that. Yeah, because then yeah, I send them all they, the pictures. They all say that. Oh, is that what? The, is that the? Oh, I didn't yeah, realize that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay, Tony. Did we say Rich from Needham yet? I know we did not say Rich, Rich from Needham. Rich from Congrats. What up, Rich? Congrats, yeah. So, um, yeah. And everybody else. All our Scotty the taxidermist. Oh, so when I was Woody. at camp, Woody, 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 he's at the boat show. Well, they're closing up tonight, finally. But um, when we were up at camp, Donnie found a moose skull. And Scotty and I are going to try to uh, affix. It's a it's a young bull. We're going to try to affix my antlers to it and do a European mount with it. So I reached out to him this week. We're going to try to get together and do that. Did I tell you my friend that retrieves those deer? He's got a full skull, a deer skull with antlers. Oh, that's cool. Dead for me, yeah. Called a deadhead, yeah. Uh, yeah. Grateful dead. Grateful deadhead. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got yeah. that coming from my man cave. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, he's hooking me up with it. Oh, you didn't say that. Oh yeah, he's giving me a. Giving me that. <laughs> oh, really? We probably shouldn't talk about it because you got to pass that through the state. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we won't talk about it. Yeah. That was just a joke. That was a good joke, Thirsty. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks. Time for bed. All right. All right. Get some sleep. Listeners, thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll be back shortly. Yeah. Pesto? Thirsty? Out. Out.